Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. Today, we're talking about psychopath stalkers. And I got to tell you something. I've been stalked before, and it is not fun. It is a horrible, horrible life experience. It is very difficult to legally get these people into the place where they're they're actually held accountable for what they're doing. And it all starts with civil action. And then if they're dumb enough, it has to go into criminal action and prison time or jail time. And so I can tell you that uh, this is a really severe topic for a lot of people who've experienced this. And there's all kinds of ways to stalk. I mean, some people will stalk uh, via the internet. Some people will stalk via your home. Uh, Some people will stalk via your children, your family, your spouse. Anything they can do to get to you, they will do. And that's what psychopath stalkers are. You know, it's, it's, if you look at stalking, it's defined as a repeated and unwanted attention. And then there's harassment, there's contact, and there's any other behavior that's directed at a specific person that would cause a, a, a reasonable person to feel fear. Uh, they will go to even death threats. Um, it's just amazing that some of these people are out there. And and given the fact that we've been in COVID for a couple of years, some of them are not truly held accountable as they need to be. Um, it's conducted and a lot of stalking behavior is across the world, but about 2 to 13 percent of males and 8 to 32 percent of females are victimized by stalking at some point in their adult lives. And in in the majority of those cases, the person is stalked by someone they actually know. And, And the relentless, neurotic nature of the stalker can take the form of harassing their targets, calling them repeatedly, as well as sending letters, texts, uh, voicemails. Uh, maybe even gifts. And if these are ineffective, they may escalate to more intrusive behaviors as spying on or unexpectedly confronting. You know, research tends to focus on how violating is, is it to bear the brunt of stalkers' obsessions. But there's little to explain what exactly motivates the stalker and further how to therapeutically treat these people. You know, it's amazing. But if if you looked at a study uh, from the National Institute of Justice in Washington, and this was back in 2009, by the way, so it's a little aged, but victims were asked why they thought they were motivated their stalkers to pursue them. And of 3,416,460 victims, 36.6% considered their stalker's motivation as retaliation, anger, or spite. 32.9% replied it was control. And 23.4% said mental illness or emotional instability. I would tell you I believe all of that entails what would make up a stalker. In reality, most of these stalkers do not 
suffer from hallucinations or delusions, although many do suffer from other forms of mental illness, including uh, personality disorders, uh, depression, substance abuse, um, you know, all of that can fall into it. And so, you know, if you think about it, uh, uh, <laughs> if you look at the behavior and analyze it, uh, you know, based on analysis, uh uh, soccer subtypes uh, include uh, mostly the categorization of a stalker who's rejected, uh, or a stalker who is seeking intimacy, a stalker who is seeking to make another person incompetent. I mean, they have a lot of strange reasons for what they want to do. And, you know, rejected stalking type is an individual who has experienced the unwanted end of a close relationship and most likely with a romantic partner, but also with a parent or a work associate or an acquaintance. And when the stalker's attempts to reconcile fail, they frequently seek revenge. And so the therapeutic focus is usually centered on the stalker falling out of love. And the individual is counseled on how to move on from their angry preoccupation with the past so, uh, to the sadness of the accepted loss. And then there's the, the intimacy seeker. And that's a person who's often a complete stranger. You know, as their true love begins to behave as they're in a relationship with a person, many intimacy-seeking stalkers carry the delusion that their love is reciprocated. And so, you know, if, if, if they're looking at a TV star or somebody that's a music star, whatever, that they have a lifestyle that is con congenial and matching towards what the stalker, the intimacy stalker believes – uh, they want, they'll start writing letters, they'll start sending emails, they'll start social, you know, social media, they'll find any way. They'll, they'll attend funerals without invitations. Uh, they'll focus on the management of intimacy seekers about, you know, validating the person that they want. And, and sadly, um, you know, that person can do enormous amounts of damage to that person's life as a celebrity. And then there's the incompetent. And like the intimacy seeker, they hope their behavior would lead to a close relationship, satisfying their need for contact and intimacy. However, that type of stalker acknowledges that their victim is not reciprocating their attention while they still continue to pursue. And, and so, you know, they're intellectually limited and socially awkward people. And given their inability to comprehend and carry out social normal and accepted Courting rituals, the incompetent stalker uses methods that are often counterproductive and frightening. Um, you know, if you if you think about it, you know they they might uh, install cameras. They might you know follow you like a paparazzi. I mean, they might they will do whatever they can to try to get in front of you. And then there's another one. It's called the resentful stalker, and they have feelings of injustice and desires, revenge for against their victim rather than a relationship. And so their behavior reflects their preoccupation and perception that they've been humiliated and treated unfairly, and they view themselves as a victim. And, and it's been found that resentful stalkers often regard their fathers as highly controlling. And so, you know, the, the deal is, uh, if, you, if you look at that, you know, they have oftentimes a mood disorder and there is a paranoid feature to their personality. And uh, sometimes these folks have to be on what's called antipsychotic medication. And then there's a predator stalker. And that, ha that person has no desire for a relationship with their victim, but a sense of power and control over 
their victim. And these predatory stalkers should, should almost always be managed with the sex offender program, with the main focus being on the management of the paraphernalia that, that's the driving force behind the stalker. You know, the, these stalkers are, are, are often motivated by vengeance. And uh, and then you will use you know an impressive capacity for rationalization for minimization. They will excuse their own behaviors as if they're normal, and they need to be both improve their interpersonal and social skills by doing what they're doing. They they uh, embrace a victim mentality based on what they view this other person, and they make their case as strong as they can and without rules. And if you give them alcohol or drugs, and they have a problem with that. They're going, to use, they're going to even heighten it 10 times further because that's just how they do. Um, and these people, oftentimes, uh, they will uh, be searching for what's called empathy and compassion from other people. And if they're getting it from the way that they're operating and making a case that someone else is evil and victimizes them, that reinforces their need uh, for empathy and compassion from other people, which is what they don't get in the end from other people because they wear people out. They just have problems that are far too beyond other people and they often will gaslight anyone and everyone to believe that they are crazy rather than the stalker. You know, stalking is a pattern of unwanted contact and behavior that leads someone to feel upset or they're anxious or scared for their safety. And, and stalking is, is, is consistent and it's intentional. And it's a pattern of behavior as opposed to one of two isolated incidents. And it persists after the individuals ask this, this per- person, the stalker, to stop. They still do it. And the legal definition of stalking varies by state. But, you know, the Department of Justice for the United States defines the term as a course of conduct directed uh, by uh, directed at a stalker's uh, specific person that would cause reasonable person to fear for their safety, fear for their life, safety of their children, safety of their family, safety of their friends, safety of anyone in their life, and they suffer substantial, substantial emotional distress. And it's enormous to have to worry, where is this person right now and what are they doing? You know, in addition to instilling deep distress, stalking can also escalate to a physical attack, sexual assault, or murder. And it's difficult for a target to determine a stalker's trajectory or identify if and how stalking behavior will intensify. And it also constitutes one form of of intimate partner violence, according to the CDC, along with physical violence, sexual violence, and psychological aggression. You know, it can include knowing the person's schedule, tracking their whereabouts, physically following them, repeatedly sending texts, calls, or emails, unexpected showing up at a person's home, their workplace, their school, delivering unwanted gifts, stealing the person's possessions, threatening the person uh, of their friends and family, also, also other behaviors that lead to feeling unsafe, harassed, and monitored. And about 15% of women and 6% of men in the U.S. have experienced stalking at some point in their lifetime. And uh, representing about 18.3 million women and about 6.5 million men. And that is in the United States only. And when stalking occurs, it's frequently the context of a breakup. So cyber stalking refers to any form of stalking that relies on technology. 
And it's a consistent uh, pattern of behavior, that, and the content is typically threatening, disturbing, or dangerous. They will manipulate emails. They will do anything to make themselves look good and the person to look bad. They repeated sin unwanted messages via email, text, social media platforms, and they will find all of the social media platforms that can potentially harm you by or find information by. They will search and search and search. They'll do that for your spouse. They'll do that for your children, and they will meet them at their social media platforms and try to get information from them or try to connect and make a relationship with them in order to hurt you or to try to get you to pay attention to them. And then sometimes they release sensitive or personal information about a person online to do damage. They, they may impersonate the person in chat rooms or online platforms. They also install, may install a camera on the person's computer to view or record them without consent. You know, and they, they, they sometimes will uh, record if they have a conversation with you when, they're conf- when you're having a conflict with them. <clears throat> many people make the mistake of placating the stalker in order to get them to stop. But when you placate a stalker, meaning <clears throat> you tell them what they, excuse me, you tell them what they want to hear, what they do is they use that information to hurt you. And so what you need to do is stop talking to them. Cut it off. Do not intervene with this person ever again if you can help it and just report 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 make police reports make get you know do a civil restraining order that's what you have to do right away do not feed them because they are crazy and although victims or loved ones sometimes minimize a stalker's behavior it can often lead to violence and about one third of stalking victims were eventually physically assaulted Uh, And potentially uh, indicators of violence include previous instances of violence, destruction of property, loitering around a person's home or their workplace. Whether the victim feels intense fear or not, they could care less. They want to do as much damage as they can to that person. You know, there's no way to reliably identify a stalker will turn violent. So it's important to take concerns very seriously. If they talk that they had a gun or they have a knife or what they have available them for, with them to hurt you, that is an indicator this is a serious, serious problem. But that doesn't mean that they don't have that stuff and don't talk about it. It may mean they have access to that stuff and they don't talk about it. But that means that they may be willing to use that on you. You know, relationships are often built on near uh, constant communication through calls, texts, social media. So it can be difficult to actually identify if someone is communicating uh, too much. Oftentimes, stalkers will use uh, uh, fake phone numbers to try to get a hold of you so that if you've actually blocked them, they will use somebody else's phone to try to get to you. And what matters is how an individual perceives a relationship. If the pattern of communication is completely imbalanced or if it instills significant stress or fear of of either person's safety, that would be an indicator of stalking. And and has the person you're communicating with asked you to stop contacting them? Are they fearful? Are you fearful? If the answer to either of these questions is yes, you may have crossed the line of communication to stalking or you may be being stalked. So mental health professionals can help. And that's a good thing to do if you feel like you've been stalked or being stalked. You know, stalking encompasses a desire to basically uh, exert control 
over a victim. And that drive could emerge from a romantic relationship or, or, in, or in an instance of warding off suitors or trying to win over a new partner. It could arise from a fantasy of a relationship formed entirely in a person's mind. So, you know, and it can have roots in, in a mental health condition. And the biggest one is the borderline personality disorder. You know, perpetrators are often motivated to control, humiliate, frighten, manipulate, embarrass, or take advantage, get revenge on a victim. You know, romantic in, uh, in motivations are also at play, such as wooing a new mate or scaring away other potential suitors. So if they feel like you're dating somebody else, then they, you should be dating them. They will go after that person that you may be dating or have gone on a date with, and then that person will go, ew, got sicko person in this person's life don't need that in my life and so unfortunately they will create a lot of damages to your potential uh, uh, desire to be with someone else in a more healthy way you know so there's a lot of mental health conditions around these people you really have to be aware of that and you need to be aware when you're with somebody or around somebody that gives you that ooh feeling yuck if you get that in your intuition you need to run for the border all right. So, um, you know, look at the antisocial personality, Google the narcissistic and the borderline personality. These are the ingredients of people that actually would be a stalker uh, to seek revenge or to gain your attention. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk more about stalking and what makes them up. And then we're going to talk about how to respond to them. So come back. <laughs> Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about these crazy psychopath stalkers. You know, they, they, they come in different categories, um, and they're not all – that doesn't mean they're all one category or the other. It's usually what it really should be is ingredients, I should say. There is the romantic stalker. They stalk, uh, you know, a former partner, lust, a serial predator, a love-scorned stalker. They're rebuffed after expressing interest in someone. Then there's the celebrity stalker, and they stalk a, a famous figure. And then there's the political stalkers. They're motivated by ideological agreement or disagreement. And then there's the revenge stalkers. They're fueled by anger and resentment. And, and uh, cases of murder for hire are often associated with stalkers. So, you know, ex-partners who engage in stalking tend to be those who were emotionally, verbally abusive. And, and so post-breakup is also linked to a form of dependency called relationship contingent self-esteem in which people define their worth through their relationship, you know, and, and if people are high in a relationship contingent self-esteem and react poorly to a breakup with intense anger or jealousy, they may be spurred to obsessively pursue their partner. And that, my friends, is called narcissistic rage. And so a variety of factors can motivate uh, you know, celebrity stalkers, they may seek attention or, or become resentful when they don't receive it. They may attempt to genuinely court the target, uh, be a predator trying to gather information, eventually assault the celebrity or have the delusion that they truly formed a relationship with that person. You know, the rise of social media and the influencer culture and the Me Too movements and the Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff, it also fuels hatred. And so, unfortunately, we are very tribal in this world of COVID and people are uh, after each other's throats because they disagree. You know, uh, a lot of famous people can regularly communicate directly, intimately and seemingly to their followers, like on YouTube or Instagram, and they can respond to comments and messages. And that can create the illusion of having a close, real relationship when the reality is the relationship is completely one sided. You know, people with like the borderlines. Uh, they often feel intense anxiety about being separated or abandoned from people that they care about. And they may prefer uh, not to be alone and come across as needy or demanding in, in the time, communication, and attention they seek from whoever, their spouse, their family, their friends, or whoever they're stalking. And they might go to a really strong links, uh, such as stalking a person by tracking their phone following them. And the research suggested about 45% of people who engage in stalking behavior have borderline personality disorder. And it's often perceived as a crime uh, committed not only against women, but men. You know, although three times more women than men are victims of stalking, women are also perpetrators of that behavior. And I can tell you because I've been stalked by a woman. And half of male victims of stalking report having female stalkers. And even though both sexes grapple with the urge to pursue, we are reluctant to take female stalking seriously. And, uh, you know, 
And research shows that we'd rather give female stalkers a gender pass, perceiving what they do as less serious than if they were a male. But stalking is often perceived as a criminal committed only a crime committed only against women but all you know we got to understand that that's just not the truth there is all kinds of stalking out there there's gay stalking there's transgender stalking there's all kind of gender identity type of stalking too so it crosses all lines and even though both sexes grapple with the urge to pursue uh, we're really as people reluctant to take female stalking seriously and so the drive to pursue uh, may differ by gender, but women may be motivated by the desire to prevent a partner from leaving, to win the person back, or scare away everybody else. And men may be more motivated by the desire to win over potential new mate or power and control over someone's life. And so both genders deploy the same tactics, but women may also do more frequently than men. And research indicates that female stalkers commit threats, verbal abuse, property damage, theft, physical harm more often than the males do. And also, stalking victims often struggle to understand and report the offense, and they may believe that such behavior isn't that a big deal or it'll stop eventually. And oftentimes, police do not, especially if it's a female, police do not take it serious. And so, it's amazing out there uh, how police can have the ability to dictate the future of a case against someone for stalking. And if stalking occurs after a breakup, it can be difficult to determine whether the person is struggling to move on or developing threatening tendencies. But ultimately, it is a crossing of the line when the victim feels they're in danger or threatened. And if they feel that their life's in jeopardy, call 911. Otherwise, you should report it to your local police department and at least they take a report. You know, uh, you got to look at what steps you can take. You know, in addition to reporting a stalker, you also want to take the following steps. Avoid the stalker as much as possible. Do not respond to them. Do not give them power. Do not give them time. Do not give them a door that opens up to your life. Just avoid them at all costs. No, 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 no. And explicitly state that communication needs to end I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. Do not respond to further communication. So if you're going to let them email or text, which they like to do, uh, that's a legal document. But the thing is, you can manipulate emails. You can manipulate texts. And, and, and they can manipulate texts. And they will do that in order to make their case. You know, maintain a log of their actions, including communication, unwanted visits, police reports, Become educated about technology-related security measures that you can take so they don't GPS you because they will. Also, you want to find a local organization for support and, and safety planning. You know, when does post-breakup communication become stalking? It, it can sometimes be difficult if you think about that to distinguish when normal communication after a, a, a breakup verges on stalking, especially when television shows and movies romanticize the chase of someone after a relationship. But when communication after a split becomes frightening and leads the victims to alter their aspects of their daily life in order to accommodate being stalked, the line's crossed. Criminal stalking often does not represent frequent messaging or harassment, but fear of your safety. 
In addition to a safety plan, victims of cyberstalking may want to investigate technology-oriented security measures, such as changing passwords, pins, setting up new email addresses, purchasing more secure phone, a computer, turning off your GPS, tracking on all of your devices. You know, a restraining order or protection order legally forces the offender to stop contacting you. But does that mean they won't? No, they find more crafty ways to get a hold of you. They will continue stalking you, oftentimes even after a civil restraining order, meaning that once they violate that civil restraining order, every time they violate it, that's another case against them for a criminal restraining order and potentially jail time. And so it's very important for you to get that power to at least have the tool and don't be convinced it's going to work, but have that civil restraining order as a starting point as quickly as possible against that person. You know, uh, uh, it it can also involve uh, after a breakup of uh, uh, domestic circumstances such as child support or mortgage payments can also be affected if a person is smart enough to get into that. If you've been divorced or you had broken up with someone else, they will find that person and try to align with that person just in order to make you uncomfortable, look bad, and feel bad, and feel insecure. And if you're contending with a stalker, you may not understand the severity of the situation, and, and they may, you may be hesitant to report it. Don't hesitate. Take advantage of it. Do not wait. Do not presume they're going to go away. That's just not going to happen. Every time you ignore them, they take that as a shot in their ego, and they will go after you 10 times harder. So encourage anyone to report the crime if you feel you are being stalked. You cannot predict the future. You cannot predict these people are mentally unstable. They have a personality disorder. Everybody is the bad guy, and they are the victim, and that's what they feel like and live like in their life. Everyone else is to blame for their problems. They, they seek a, a, a wielding of power, a gaining control over their victims. That's what they want. And so they persist in communication and tracking threats that leads the target to feel unsettled and on edge at all times. And stalking can lead victims to feel nervous, stressed, and anxious. Believe me, I get that one. They also have trouble sleeping or experience nightmares. I get that one. And they may lose their appetite. And they may seek experience experience symptoms of post-traumatic stress or depression. And so women who've been stalked experience symptoms of depression and post-traumatic stress, uh, uh, such as hypervigilance. They, They often get flashbacks and avoidance. You know, the unwanted behaviors associated with those symptoms are receiving threatening calls and texts. And so victims may also take measures to protect themselves fundamentally, alter or interfere with the way they would otherwise live their lives, such as taking time away from work or school, changing jobs, moving away. You know, the mental health conditions that result from stalking tend to be depression, post-traumatic stress with symptoms such as sleeping, uh, avoiding certain circumstances, certain locations. That affects your life forever to have to avoid that person or where they might show up or where they have shown up or what they do. They just they, they contaminate everything of pleasure in your life. And it also can be equally or more distressing than other forms of stalking is cyber stalking. And uh, even though the predator is not 
physically present. They they may be even far away. But if they're, you know, if if you're unable to see or identify the stalker or know when they'll next act, the unpredictability of cyber stalking can be very disturbing, and it could lead to anxiety, obsessive thoughts, deep disturbances, and other symptoms of depression. Or trauma, because you don't know where they're going to come from, how they're going to come at you. So all of a sudden, you have to lock your devices. I've had people um, where their phones get tapped, and the stalker's able to hear their conversations uh, through their phone. And so they have to put it in some radio uh, preventative uh, a bag in order to carry their phone around, because that person will try to record conversations. It's crazy. They'll even stalk who you're talking to's phone and and tap into that in order to hear that person's conversations with you. You know, it can be equally or more distressing than other forms of stalking. Even uh, though the predator is not physically pre- uh, present and may even be far away, you know, the, the, you have to understand that it's going to have an impact on your life. And, and uh, you know, therapy can help. It does help. It can treat all these things. You know, and it can also help you build back your self-esteem, which is another thing that goes away. Your freedom goes away when you're stalked. And it's it's comforting to believe that we can easily spot one. But they're really crazed strangers, uh, and they are, are very uh, schizy-like, schizophrenic. Uh, and they, they obviously have disturbing things, you know, like following people to their home, tracking down their personal details – you know, actually, people who exhibit the obsessive behavior associated with stalking, you know, includes following someone, whatever. Uh, it varies widely amongst, uh, you know, whatever culture you come from. You know, they may uh, stalk in order to diminish who you look like or disrespect who you look like in public. You know, and it's uh, it's all kinds of different stereotypes of people they go after. And the thing about obsessive behavior is it's equivalent to a panic attack. It's, it's, it's an existential crisis, meaning in the moment. It's a crisis in the moment. And it feels like someone you love just died. And, and so that's how the stalker operates. And so they, they really, really uh, form a sense of desperation in their life and obsession in their life. You know, people with substance abuse disorders are also prone to stalking, in which borderline personality disorders often have substance abuse problems. And so we really have to understand and step back to understand who is it, what is it that I'm with? You know, I always say to people that are married, you never know who you marry till you divorce them. And that can be very true in these circumstances. Also, you may not know who you're with until you break up with them. And that's another issue that people have to understand, that we may not see all sides of a person until there's been a breakup of some kind or something negative that's happened. But substances do play a a part of this. And also, if they've had a personality disorder, that just wires them up 10 times worse. You know, uh, there are certain characteristics that pop up again and again among stalkers. And and so we have to understand what, what are there. You know, oftentimes there's uh, evidence that stalkers are often men in their 30s. Uh, Their targets are frequently women in their late teens or early 20s. That's not always. 
Other studies have found that anger and insecurity often stem from their childhood, and and it's also uh, it's also impulsiveness is a, as an ingredient. They also have very narrow interests, very little leisure activity, and, and uh, variable social interactions, which are probably not where people stick with them as friends. They probably migrate away from them eventually because they've heard them whine and whine and whine about their life so often. You know, it's just amazing that you don't have an idea sometimes that you're actually interacting with a stalker. And it's surprising to find that that's what they are and that's how they manifest. However, their, tri- their, their, their behavior is triggered by life events that's too difficult to cope with, like a breakup or a firing or an arrest or a rejection. And so, uh, you know, it's painful to think about it, but, you know, uh, trying to get closure is usually what they want. And if they can't get the closure that they want, which is almost impossible to give a stalker, they will just keep going. They just keep going because they can't help themselves. You know, representations of unhealthy dynamics uh, uh, can really blur our our understanding for the difference between romantic persistence and threatening obsession. You know, uh, desirable uh, guys to say, you know, uh, you might want to, guys or girls, you might want to hire a private investigator to try to stop your stalker in order to give you enough information to understand how they operate and what they do and how what they're doing and what's contributing to the problem. It might be worth it rather than having to go through all kinds of gymnastics through the courts to try to get this person to stop. You know, they usually have very easily bruised egos, uh, flimsy interpersonal boundaries, a smoldering rage within their personality that is always there, jealousy, relentless tenacity, and that is a part of a stalker's nature. Tenacity, tenacity, smoldering rage. That's kind of what motivates them, and they love to keep that fueled there because it justifies their negativity about themselves and how they feel about themselves. You know, uh, if, 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 if you look at what stalkers need and understand how they operate, you have a better chance of securing yourself and securing the safety of you and your loved ones. Okay, now we're going to take another break and we're going to talk about psychotic stalkers and then some tips about how to deal with them. So come back. <laughs> your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. 
Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about psychopath stalkers. You know, psychotic stalkers are disconnected from reality. They can have uh, detailed delusions about being in relationships with specific strangers, colleagues, acquaintances, celebrities, and, and, and you know, they, they, they have this idea that this person wants to talk to them and wants them in their life. And uh, maybe they see a sign that, oh, oh, that person gave me a look or, oh, that person came closer to me. You know, whatever they, they want to do to believe their own delusion, they will create that. And they will manifest and try to acknowledge that, yes, I am important to this person. Oh, yes, this person's attracted me. Yes, yes, yes. And what's crazy is they build that case and then they continue to stalk. They will continue to go after that person and learn as much about them as possible. But most stalkers have very limited interests. And, and if, if they build a, a resilience and connection to other things like hobbies – Maybe they will distract themselves enough to get away and find a passion in their life that is not who they're stalking. You know, there's also this urge to contact someone, whether that's because of their psychotic belief, their delusion, or because of their loneliness, you know, or something like that. And once they make that contact, that feeling goes away for a little while. So that's a mechanism that reinforces it. Just contacting, just hearing your email, writing you an email, listening to your voicemail, whatever, uh, that's what they do. And and this uh, means that they need to keep managing their emotional state. They need to keep choosing. If they want to be healthy, they want to choose appropriate things to do in their life. But if they're going to have criminal strategies, like intruding in another victim, in a victim's life, that's another thing. And you got to take that seriously, folks. When someone is crossing the line, you have to jump on that and use the law to help you because they will build and build and build. And, you know, and, and treating stalkers uh, can be effective if it's very targeted. You know, but generic treatment is going to accomplish anything. 
you know, given the diversity of stocking, especially if you're dealing with the borderline, because they flip alliances. You may be the greatest therapist in the world to them at one side, and then all of a sudden you're the worst therapist in the whole world on the other side. And they, they once they align one way, then they flip back to another way, and, and it's just crazy. It's crazy to deal with those folks. Very few therapists are going to think uh, to put stocking as a treatment target. However, um, it would be good if some therapists are expert enough to identify that someone has an issue with that. And often stalkers are not just stalking one victim. They will stalk several victims. They will look for people in their life to stalk, whether it's somebody that they feel has violated them, somebody that feels betrayed them in some way. They will go after anybody in their life that they feel has done good or bad for them. And it's one of the most dreaded crimes against anyone. And, 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 and if you think about it, uh, one woman in 12, this is just in the United States, will be stalked at some time during their life. And uh, about 75% of women know their stalker in some way. And so uh, that so why so often women don't believe the situation is potentially dangerous? It is. Uh, there's a lot of fear and distress that a person has when they know that someone is coming after them. And, and for the the victim to be legally deemed as a stalker, that's another thing. To, 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 to deem someone else as a stalker is a very hard case to make, and it's a very lonely road. I can tell you because I've been. You know, if, if there's someone lurking around, constantly bumping into you, and you're run, running into the same person all kinds of times at the grocery store, at certain places that they've identified where you're going to be, do they park next to you or near you? Or are they running into you constantly? Are they showing up at your gym? You know, that's a, a, an idea that person may have stalking tendencies. Are they? Are you running into them at the mall? Are they lurking around your neighborhood? You know, you know, occasional meetings could be coincidences if you live or work in the same area, but repeated meetings could signal stalking. Take that serious. You know, a stalker, a watching stalker follows you from a distance. They gather personal information about you, your friends, your family. They they may photograph you. They may ask your friends about you, collect information from other sources like public records or online research firms. Some, some go as far as to hire a, a private detective to follow you and attempt to learn every detail of your private life. Even if you feel you're, you're being watched, you often recognize the same person in a crowd or you may be under uh, numerous uh, surveillance of some kind. Also, stalking sign number, another sign is repeated phone calls. Numerous phone calls from someone you aren't seeing socially on a regular basis can spell danger. Danger, danger, danger. Pay attention. How much is too much of it, though? You know, multiple calls every week from someone you know only casually is likely a reason to worry. Though calling can take the form of hang-ups or long silences or or on your voicemail, uh, that's the sign that maybe somebody is persistently going after you. Um, You know, some stalkers uh, start out by sending unwanted flowers or gifts, and when their affections are not returned, they escalate by sending more, including uh, those that are inappropriate or even pornographic. You know, a a typical tactic is to send gifts to your office. That causes you embarrassment and distress as you're forced to acknowledge the gifts to your peers, even if only say you have no idea who sent them. And some stalkers follow their gifts by calling to see if you've received it. 
And if you have a, a company receptionist, they ask him or her to screen the deliveries for you or refuse them uh, or and refuse those from your suspected stalker. That's what you want to do. Screen it and reject it. You know, also, anyone uh, can experience a flat tire breakdown on the highway, but many stalkers just enjoy playing the heroes. So they'll create the situation where your tires go bad or your engine falls apart or you have a, a, a breakdown and then they happen to pass by and save you. That can be a stalker. So these incidents can include a suspiciously fat tire or a car that won't start or running out of gas unexpectedly. So they appear, they gallantly change your tire, have spare gas, or they solve your problem. And that's their, your, as your tempting as their assistance may be, politely decline and tell the person you've already called for help and they're on their way. That's why you get AAA. Don't get something where you get some random person there trying to help you. Also, you know, stalkers look for any way to interact with their victims. Uh, some even try to manipulate the object of their stalking into contact by filing a frivolous lawsuit. And these legal tactics can also range from ridiculous to ruthless. And they draw you in to their orbit by forcing you to defend yourself. Other forms of manipulation include threatening to hurt uh, themselves, thereby forcing their victim to intervene. Uh, they also may talk about suicide or vow to hurt someone else if you don't return their affection. If you find yourself being manipulated in that behavior, you know, you're likely being stalked and you should report the person to the police uh, police immediately. And I'm saying immediately. Also, uh, they they send emails and texts to their victims. Some do that daily or they'll leave Facebook or Twitter or Instagram messages and photos you know, their messages might include links to suggestive websites. You know, that's a big red flag. Internet stalking is often an extension of physical stalking, though not always. But in some cases, the stalker may not even know the real identity of the victim. He may only have seen their profile on social media and they become obsessed. You know, this, this does not make internet stalking, uh, it's cyber stalking, acceptable. You know, most law enforcement agents actually have cyber crime units, and you need to take advantage of that because they can break out that person's phone and figure out what are they doing. Break out their computer, figure out what are they doing. You know, stalkers often try to isolate their victims from family and friends. They, they share information designed to damage the person's reputation. Uh, that doesn't mean it, 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 it's, it's irrelevant to them if the information is true or not. You know, they just want to hurt. They want to hurt you and hoping to alienate you from the closest people around you. And when hurtful or damaging information is made public, your first reaction may be to withdraw. But that's what your stalker wants. They will try to move in and become someone who saves you from yourself. But don't turn to your stalker for comfort, even if they seem to be the most sympathetic person in your life. Instead, do your best to stay strong and maintain your social circle and do not contact them. Do not allow them in. Very important. Also, they, they will use threats or violence to frighten their victims. Uh, that's another strategy from some stalkers. Your, your car may be vandalized. Your home may be burglarized. If you suspect someone is, is to blame or if you receive threats from someone's claims or responsibility for a crime, report it immediately. 
and the information you provide may help the police gather evidence from crime and take uh, a case against your stalker because I will almost guarantee you they are doing this to other people. This is what they do to entertain themselves. Um, and a lot of uh, people have unwanted contact. And so, uh, you know, they, they may uh, simply experience repeated that unwanted contact that I talked about earlier. You've got to be aware. You've got to be aware of that kind of stuff. You know, um, it's really important to take action. Report the stalking to the police if the stalker persists in their behavior. You call 911 if you feel like you're in immediate danger. Apply for a restraining, a civil restraining order immediately. Also, uh, there's a, a, a lot of tips that can also help you. You know, uh, go to what's called uh, relationship protection to start the uh, conversation with their uh, chatbot because they can help you understand what kind of strategy and safety strategy uh, you need to do to help yourself. But you, you, you need to confirm to yourself and affirm yourself whether or not you are being stopped or, or stalked by someone. You know, when online stalk uh, or cyber stalking is taken seriously, find an expert that can help you manipulate your media to where that person cannot crack in to uh, your information. Delete everything. Delete your your take you take your Facebooks offline. Take your Instagrams off. You know, your TikTok, whatever you're into. Get unfriend them, block them, unfollow them, erase. You know, do not erase, by the way, if you're being stalked, do not erase their electronic messages. You want that as evidence. You want to keep everything that they do. Let them keep messaging you if you've already got a restraining order so you can get a criminal restraining order and get them in jail. That's an important thing. And where do you go? You go to the district attorney. You go to the cops. You go to the district attorney. And then eventually to the attorney general if you have to. You know, if... if um, if you find yourself being stalked, what you want to do is focus on what you can control rather than what you can't control. So you want to develop uh, uh, things that you do for work. You want to develop develop closer uh, bonds with your family. And, and this kind of stuff can actually bring a family together. Um, and it can make you feel very, very, very nervous. So I'm just telling you, if this is something that's a part of your life, take it serious. There's a lot of damage that can take place with these nasty people out there, psychotic stalkers. All right, that's our show. You know, thank you for listening. I love hearing from you. And you can do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's absurd psychology. Now, remember, if someone chooses to stalk you, at least they can drop off some beer. You know, have you ever wondered how stalkers respond to you stalking them? They actually like it. Uh, you know, two people take a romantic walk and one remembers. That's the root of stalking. Also, stalkers see themselves as researchers who are misunderstood. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 